Hello and welcome to my shed. I'm Neil, the poet Lawrenceon, and I'll be having regular and themed chats with my friend Rick. And this week we're going to talk about coastal walks in the UK. And oh. over to you, Rick, because once again you have nominated the theme, which I'm very pleased about. It's a great theme. I was reminded of our conversation previously, Neil, when we were talking about British knitwear. Yes. And uh, we, we spent a while talking about cardigan, cardigans. And I was reminded of the fact there's a, there's a walk uh, that starts in Cardigan Bay and goes uh, goes all the way to Borth, which kind of sounds like a Russian soup, doesn't it, Borth? Well, when I was in St. Petersburg in 1999, it was very tasty. Was it? Was it mostly beetroot? It was very lumpy. I didn't, I didn't like it. Anyway, so there's a walk. It's called the um, Serdigian. I tell you, I pronounce that properly. Serdigian Coast Path. I couldn't get couldn't get my tongue around that word. I think you've nailed it, yeah. Yeah, I've got I've nailed it there. And it's 60 miles long, and it goes uh, from Cardigan Bay, which is in the sort of bottom left-hand corner, all the way up to Borth. Yes, and I thought, ah, oh, that'd be a great topic, wouldn't it? Coastal walks around the UK. Because mm. I thought there's bound to be lots of information about that, and um, turns out I was right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the opposite just then. I was also tempted to mention because I know we're in the poet Lawrenson's shed. The current poet laureate Simon Armitage, he actually did the the southwest coastal path walk, and then very lucratively uh, coined it in off writing a book about it, and um, and now he's minted, and and you know rightly so the uh, the poet laureate with his brilliant poetry. I've got a copy of that book here, which I've had for a number of years, and it's a thoroughly good read. This is what amuses me, is the uh, the bits on the back. These are um, reviews, aren't they, written by newspaper journalists. Mm-hmm. So I'm not poo-pooing them, but eminently readable. He has a brilliant eye for detail, Armitage. He's great at spotting the habits and habitats that are peculiarly British, and it's quite a good read. Well, that's what poets do, isn't it? That is what poetry is all about, all of those things. So it's amazing that they picked up on that in their erstwhile reviews of the book. It's very insightful. It is very insightful, I thought. I think they've really earned their crust there (laughs) by pointing all out the biggest attributes of poets. I haven't got a copy of that book that you've just read uh, reviews from. Is that Walking Away, is it? It's called Walking Away by Simon Armitage, and it's basically a story of, of him spending a few days, 24 days, doing... Uh, I don't think he's done it all, because it's longer than 265 miles, according to my research. But what is the, the actual route? So the southwest coastal path runs from Minehead, which is in Somerset, on the north, oh, yeah. on the north Somerset coast, all the way around the southwest peninsula, and it, and it finishes in Poole, which is in Dorset. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, and apparently it's 630 miles. Sounds like Simon Armitage only did a bit of it. Do you know how it how it originated? How the path originated, Neil? Just before you reveal the answer, I'm just a bit mystified by the whole concept. I mean, where where does the crystal path start and, and finish? Who who decides? Ah. Who decides? Ah. Anyway, you're going to answer that. Well, I am. I don't, maybe not about its starting point, but it, it originated. It originated from the Coast Guard walking between lighthouses looking for smugglers. So that was how the path was created. And they needed to get as close to the edge of the cliffs so that they could see down into the coves mm-hmm. below. So that's that's how the path was created. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, smuggler, smugglers, they've caused immense pleasure for many. So, so why is it that our poet laureate um, decided to take that path in whenever it was, 2015? 
He'd done the Pennine Way, but and I think he'd done a sort of tour reading out his poetry. Described himself as a troubadour, which is like a, like a travelling monkey. He decided he'd do, his, do the next one down on the southwest. So he's probably got contacts, hasn't he? Contacts. Can I just refer to a little tiny bit of research that I did with regards to our poet laureate? I um, read a, a very quick review, or very quickly read the review of Walking Away. The reviewer of the book was called Philip Marsden. Now, can you make the connection there? I'll put you on the spot. Is, is he the brewer? I know the poet laureate, Simon Altish, likes a drink or two. So it's the, it's the connection, beer. That's Marsden, if I'm not mistaken. Oh! Um, Marsden. Marsden. Uh, there we are, is, is uh, near Huddersfield, which is where he grew up. Ah, I see. That's what they call a geographical connection. Yes. I'm going to read you a passage from the book. Carry on. So he's, he's still in North Devon. He's, he's in between Coombe Martin and Woolacombe, and he's not had a particularly good day because he's got a bit of sunstroke. I'm not sure who Sue is in relation to this piece. He doesn't really explain that, and it, it could be his wife, or it might just be somebody that he picked up on the way. You never know. It's obviously late at night because he says, sometime after midnight, when I'd finished puking for the final time, I say... I think it was sunstroke. Sue, I thought you had some kind of fancy hat. Me, Armitage, I have. Sue, I thought it had some sort of fancy UV protection. Me, it does. Sue, it was really expensive, wasn't it? Me, it was. Pause. Sue, you haven't been wearing it, have you? Me, no. Sue, why not? Me. It was too hot. <laughs> Classically brilliant, very funny. As it says on the back by the Independent, he is witty, self-deprecating, much like a hipper Alan Bennett. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm not sure they judged that right, but there you go. That's journalism for you. Anyway, that, the book's that, riddled with that sort of humour, and it's a very good read. And um, and he talks about his gigs, talks about his walks each day, who he's met, how his bunions are doing, that sort of thing. How many blisters he's got. And it reminds me of the very brilliant Leah Atherton. She goes under that moniker of poet on the run because she's really into running. But anyway, she wanted to set the uh, the fastest known time for um, recorded time for running the South West Coast path, all 650 miles of it. In between the two forced lockdowns, she was away, got on her, on her skates. Leah's a really good friend of mine, brilliant poet, really good. Uh, just had a first publication out with Birth Poetry Press. So get a hold of that if you can. She writes really beautiful poetry based around landscape and human interaction with landscape. And uh, and she's got a real affinity with the with the Southwest Coast Path because her dad, if I if I got my facts right, Leah, please correct me if I'm wrong. Her dad used to do a lot of walking with her when she was a kid, and he lived in the, in Dorset. And uh, yeah, it's a bit sad actually. He he'd also kind of promised to take her on the to do the coastal walk, and, and then he passed away unfortunately before they got a chance to do it so she did one year walk the, the coast path in honor of her dad's memory and, and wrote a lot of poetry based on that on that experience but yeah because she's got this this running bug and does the massive great big long ultra runs and stuff she decided to run it just an amazing amazing effort you know running 50 60 miles a day in that sort of terrain just absolutely incredible and then it kind of led me back to remember the book that simon had read uh, that yeah. simon had written about walking it you know, memories from my from my own experience of having walked down there as well. Mm. So yeah, beautiful, but yeah, really brutal, brutal landscape. I did think that you were referring to uh, Helen Moore. Helen has a love of mountaineering and climbing. Yeah, but she's yeah. she's also a runner as well. But obviously, oh, I didn't know that. Not as serious and brutal as Leah, clearly. 
I've, I've not done a marathon. I just can't believe anyone would do an ultra. But I can certainly see the appeal from a poetry point of view. I mean, some of my favourite memories are just running. Mm. I, I regularly think of a, a coastal run I had in Croatia. It's um, in Istria, the uh, northwestern region of Croatia, right next to Italy. It was it was Italy up until the late 40s after the war. And, you know, when I'm having a bad day, I think about my holiday and I'm running through these, these streets of this quiet town. There's just that connection with the landscape. Talking, talking of Europe, here's another interesting thing about the southwest coast path. It's the bit between Plymouth and uh, where it finishes or starts, depending on which way you do it, in Paul, is actually linked to the intriguingly named E9 European Coastal Path which runs for about 3,100 miles or something from Cabo de Seo Vinche. Did you like what I said there? Uh, that's in Portugal. Sorry to all the Portuguese listeners uh, for my pronunciation there. De Narvo Josu in Estonia. Wow. You get on the ferry to Roscoff to Plymouth. Obviously, you can't walk that bit because that's in the sea. And then you walk from Plymouth to Dover on the coast, and then you return to continental Europe. Via Estonia. So, there you go. So despite the whole Brexit furore, you can still do that. I might mention that coastal path next time I speak to Leah. So that's the longest continuous coast path, the southwest coast path, 630 miles. What's the shortest one that's classed as a coastal walk? I know. Um, uh, Humberside. Spurnhead. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to guess the location, just to, just to how far it was. Oh, sorry. How far? Uh, four miles. Yeah. 2.5 miles. Oh, I went far off. So there's something called the Christchurch Coastal Path, which goes from Bournemouth to Barton-on-Sea. And according to the walkingclub.org, it's only 2.5 miles long. I think even I could manage that. Not running, but just, you know, <laughs> casually strolling. Pondering. Pondering your Pondering. next stanza. Like psychogeography. I could, be, I could be doing that for psychogeography. Oh, you know yeah. what psychogeography is now? You're going to have to explain. It's where you go out of the countryside, into the geography of the countryside, and you go all psychotic. It's not that. Psychogeography. I believed you for a moment now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just really like to think that psychogeography is, you know, going out into the countryside with a big knife and chopping up shower curtains for a living. But it's not. It's apparent. It's it's an exploration more of urban environments rather than, than coastal environments. But I think I think it applies and it emphasizes sort of playfulness of, of drifting. You know, so you just you go out and you have a wander around and you kind of observe you study the laws and effects of geographical environments. Yeah. yeah. And then your emotions. You study the emotional reaction of being out in an, a geographical environment. Okay. So I think that can be applied to coastal walks. I've been done a few myself. I went for, it's 2013 it was. It was a very warm summer. Um, and I was in uh, Pembrokeshire, which I believe, is that Cardigan Bay? Yeah, yeah more yeah. or less. I think it's a bit further <laughs> south. It's not far off. Yeah, and I was in Newport, lo lovely little tiny, tiny town, Newport. And I was just into running then, 2013, and I went for two or three very precarious runs on the coastal path. Was it precarious because of smugglers? <laughs> it was precarious because I was literally right on the edge of falling in. Right. Um, <laughs> Honestly, you have to kind of mince along to make sure you're still alive. That, that, never, that sounds like some sort of extreme sport. Honestly, it was it was really a silly thing to do. But um, as long as you literally walk along and then, and then run when you feel that you can, if you you know you're not going to jeopardise your entire existence. 
I'd just like to quickly mention what I found out about the NAB. The NAB is a little piece of land that juts out just south of Lerwick, where I was born. And I remember uh, in the news a few weeks ago that the people were posting, and there was one person in particular posted a terrible review of the walk to Everest. Uh, not Everest, I'm sorry, confusing, uh, Snowden even. So the coastal walk to the NAB in Shetland, 53 views on TripAdvisor, 40 excellent 40 excellent, 11 very good, two average. The first two reviews of this coastal walk to the NAB in Shetland said a bit hilly. <laughs> I think that's the same journalist that wrote the uh, review of Simon Armitage's book there. Eminently readable. Why would you write a terrible review of a, a mountainside walk? Yeah, they should be spouting forth about the glory of nature and the, and the beautiful views and the seals and the puffins and... Um, and the North Sea oil rigs. Can you walk around Shetland? How, how far is it? I mean, obviously you can walk around it because it's an island, but how, how far is it? Could you do it in a day? No, not a day. No, no, not a day. I, I, really, I should know these things. While you're Googling that, I'll tell you about the coast-to-coast path, which isn't technically a coastal walk, apart from the fact that it starts on one coast and ends up on the other. You start in um, St. Bees, which is in Cumbria, in the Lake District, and then you cross the country, literally, you walk across the country to the other side, to uh, North Yorkshire, to Robin Hood's Bay, and then you have to dip your toe in the water. And if you forget to dip your toe in the water, you can't claim that you've done it, even though you have walked all that way. But if you right. don't dip your toe in the water, okay, uh, you haven't officially done it in the official coast-to-coast official walking officialdom. So if you do that, well, don't forget to dip your toe in. Will you? I, I will dip my toe in like I do. You with can keep your boots on if you're wearing walking <laughs> boots. You can keep your boots on. That's all right because it's cold, especially in the winter. So that's 192 miles, and it goes across Cumbria. Lake District, North Yorkshire, Yorkshire Dales. And that might take you, if you're a little bit slow, Neil, 16 days, they say that's going to take you. Thank you for revealing that information. I found out that Shetland's 70 miles long. Leah, what was she doing on, on the coastal path? What was she doing? Oh, she's doing like 50 or 60 miles a day. Because she could run the length of it in a day, for sure, I reckon. Wow. So she'd be from Sumbra. Which I'd is... get on a pony. I'd, I'd get yeah. on a pony and do it. I know you would. Come on! You'd be there with your notepad. But... The only problem is my feet would be dragging on the floor if I sat on the Shetland pony, <laughs> being over yes, six foot. They are notoriously small. I, I'd be fine because I'm tiny, but um, yeah, you, you, your feet would be dragging on the floor with your You'd be right. It'd be like riding a cart horse for you, wouldn't it? Um, yes, and Mrs. Uh, Lawrenson has just turned up with... Uh, Who's at the door? She you bought you a cup of tea. She bought me a cup of tea. It's, it's very red and, and, and wine-coloured. Um, that, that's fine by me. Where's mine? I shall accept it on this occasion. When I was a kid, I remember reading a story about a bloke that walked around the coastal path of the British Isles, walked around all the way around. And it took him like what seemed like forever to make it all the way around. So I thought, oh, I'll research this. But apparently it's not a recognised route all around the whole of the coast, the coast of, uh, of the UK. Wales is pretty much waymarked for the whole distance, but it's not it's not seen as a continuous route. Scotland, you can do bits of it, but not not other bits of it. And then in England, southwest coast path is by far the longest bit. But then it's not a, it's not all connected. So there's lots of little paths, you know, little coastal walkways. Like the one in Norfolk is about 60 miles to walk the, around the, the bit that sticks out in Norfolk. Um, yeah. But apparently there are plans underway 
to link what is would be over 11,000 miles of coastal scenery so that you could do it as a continuous trail. 11,000? Well, it's, it's lots of ins and outs, isn't it? In and out the coastal bits. Went, went for a holiday in Shropshire. Rather than going on a posh holiday to somewhere like Croatia, we went uh, to the next county, or one of the next counties, and we went for a lovely countryside walk. And more than one occasion, we'd make a beeline for this path. And there was a barrier in the way. Oh. There was a sign, there was a fence, there was a, a row of trees. Britain is a tiny place. So much of the land is fenced off, is owned by secretive, nefarious interests. Why, why are they pushing us out to the coast? It's almost as if <laughs> they're pushing us out so that we'll just fall in like I almost did in Pembrokeshire. Look, if you're going to fence it all off, at least put it on the map so I can know where I can't go to, you know? Tear the fence down and go chasing all over his garden. It, it was funny, though, because um, we were crawling under barbed wire fences like it was Vietnam oh, or something. Sounds um, like a great escape. So these coastal pads, if they're going to extend the coastal pads and broaden out the territory that we can all explore, then I'm all for it. And, and if there are pubs on the way as well, like I've got this wonderful pub, um, wonderful pub in my house, a wonderful book, Tales from the Country Pub by Brian P. Martin. If a walk can incorporate a visit to the pub, it is the best day in your life. <laughs> I thought that's what walking was about. I thought it was just going to the pub, isn't it? Um, well, it was before coronavirus. I, I remember doing a Worcester half marathon and there's a half marathon and a marathon on the same day, the same course. Obviously, a marathon is twice the course. And my friend Ian, he, he just went to the pub on the second lap. You should get a medal for that. I used to do a bit of running in my youthful days and we used to go on a run in Northumberland and it was always at Christmas. It was a Boxing Day run and, um, and you could have a pint on the way around. They had a beer table. I was going to say beer trolley, beer trolley then, but that, that didn't sound quite right, did it? But a table set out. It was a, it was a kind of off-road fell run, and then a beer, a, a table set out on the side with, with a, like a white tablecloth and everything. It was just lined up with pints of beer, yeah. and that was about halfway around. Stop for a beer, crack on for the rest of the race. Well, now uh, wineathons are a thing. What? Wineathon. Wineathon. Wine so you just sit and whine about everything, about the uh, coastal walk to nap. Yeah, wineathon is a thing um, where you have wine on the route when you run. A 10k, 10 miles, you'd have uh, instead of water stops, you'd have wine stops. As much as I love running and wine, I not want to combine the two. That's because you're a pure athlete now. Uh, you know, no, I'm, your, I'm... your body is a, your body is a temple. Uh, that's very kind of you to say, but given that you've been turning up to my shed for the past few weeks and you've seen the alcohol stash in the shed, you know that that's not true. Yeah, it's uh, an activity I love to partake in, but not at the same time as the other one that I like to partake in. It's... No, that's, there's something wrong about that. I'd be, I'd be halfway around, that's all right. No, You've got to hydrate anyway, but can... not all the way, not all the way around. Not every 20 minutes. Where you yeah, stop every mile, every mile. Sneaky Chardonnay. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to be doing that, do you? Um Rick, I am going to have to kick you out because, um, well, the door's not knocking, which I'm, I'm guessing is because my wife has necked the wine. She's but finished the bottle, mate. You were too late. I shall see you soon, hopefully. I'm going off to rustle some Shetland ponies. <laughs> yeah, give them some racehorse names while you're at it. and um, Shergar. Shergar, yes. Uh, that's what I say when I've stuffed my toe. Um, <laughs> hey! Hey! 
I shall leave you in peace and very much look forward to our next discussion about something that I'm sure will relate to our poet laureate in some way. Cheers, Neil. Take care.